This is Garrison Hardy with your Cross Politic Daily News Brief for Thursday, September 22nd, 2022. Happy Thursday, everyone. Let's go ahead and start this off with another dose of On This Day in History. On This Day in History, September 22nd, 1692. History is not always a cheery subject. Last people hanged for witchcraft in the U.S. 19 hanged overall with six other deaths during Salem witch trials. Cheery stuff. 1699, people of Rotterdam strike over high cost of butter. They would probably have a heart attack if they saw the prices of inflation we're dealing with today. 1761, coronation of King George III, the tyrant King George of the United Kingdom and Queen Charlotte. That's, again, 1761. 1862, U.S. President Abraham Lincoln issues preliminary emancipation proclamation threatening to all free threatening to free all enslaved people in the rebel southern states if those states fail to rejoin the Union by January 1st, 1863. 1937, date celebrated as the first International Hobbit Day in the birthdays of Bilbo and Frodo Baggins. 1970, U.S. President Richard Nixon requests a 1,000 new FBI agents for college campuses. He would really like the 87,000 new uh, IRS agents that we just had brought in. 1994, Friends TV sitcom created by David Crane and Mar- Marta Kaufman debuts on NBC, starring Jennifer Aniston, Courtney Cox, Lisa Kudrow, Matt LeBlanc, Matthew Perry, and David Schwimmer. Let me just say, Chandler's my favorite. 1997, American sportscaster Marv Albert pleads not guilty to sexual assault charges. And for those of you who want to look up the the details of the case, he apparently bit a prostitute on the shoulder. Fun stuff. 1999, The West Wing, created by Alan Sorkin and starring Martin Sheen, Rob Lowe, and Richard Schiff, debuts on NBC. 2004, Lost, created by J.J. Abrams and starring Matthew Fox and Evangeline Lilly, debuts on ABC in the U.S., Also in 2004, September 22nd, San Francisco Giants outfielder Barry Bonds was intentionally walked four times in a nine-inning game. That's an MLB record for the second time. The other time was on the 1st of May, 2004. And that was On This Day in History for September 22nd. Before I get on to the news today, I want to talk to you about club membership. By joining the Fight Laugh East Army, not only will you be aiding in our fight to take down secular and legacy media, but you'll also get access to content placed in our club portal, such as past shows and all of our conference talks and exclusive content for club members that you won't be able to find anywhere else. Lastly, you'll also get discounts for our conferences. So, if you've got 10 bucks a month to kick over our way, you can sign up right now at FightLaughFeast.com. All right, let's get to the news, and we'll start with some world news, as Putin, on video saying he's mobilizing 300,000 more troops veiled and a veiled threat of nuclear war. Russian President Vladimir Putin ordered a partial military mobilization of 300,000 reserve troops in a major sign of escalation in the ongoing war in Ukraine. The Russian leader also made veiled threats to use nuclear weapons if Russian territory integrity, territorial integrity, that is, is threatened. Putin announced with the mobilization on Wednesday morning, stating only military reservists, primarily those who served in the armed forces and have specific military occupational specialities and corresponding experience, will be called up. Russian Defense Minister Sergei Shoghi 
said 300,000 people will be called up for service in the partial mobilization. Putin's order falls short of full mobilization of the Russian military with a full-scale draft. France 24 reported that in an interview with Russian state television, Shogu said students and those who had already served as conscripts would not be called up, and the majority of Russia's reserve forces would not be drafted. During his announcement, Putin said Western nations, quote, have even resorted to the nuclear blackmail, end quote. Putin said he referred to the statements made by some high-ranking representatives of the leading NATO countries on the possibility and admissibility of using weapons of mass destruction, nuclear weapons, against Russia. Quote, I would like to remind those who make such statements regarding Russia that our country has different types of weapons as well, and some of them are more modern than the weapons of NATO continues to have. He said, in the event of threat to the territorial integrity of our country and to defend Russia and our people, we will certainly make use of all weapon systems available to us. This is not a bluff, end quote. The mobilization comes as Russia has seen setbacks in its war with Ukraine. Ukrainian forces have begun to retake territory captured by Russian forces earlier this week. Last week, Ukrainian forces claimed they retook around 1,000 square miles in a matter of days. The mobilization of 300,000 reservists suggests Russian effort to defend off Ukrainian offensive and prolong the fighting in Ukraine. In an apparent prelude to Putin's decision, Russian lawmakers pushed through new legislation on Tuesday that would increase the penalties for crimes committed during a period of military mobilization. Reuters reported the bill passed in its second and third readings in the lower house of the Russian legislature. The Duma on Tuesday, the bill increases criminal penalties for acts of desertion, damage to military property, and insubordination during a military mobilization period. Southern border crossings. We'll now shift our eyes back to the southern border here in the U.S. Southern border crossings hit an all-time record. This is a national security crisis. This is from the Political Insider, and by the way, all of our sources are made available in the show notes. We seem to be breaking all sorts of records lately, although perhaps not the ones we wish to be breaking. From crime rates to homelessness, we keep aiming higher and higher numbers. The southern border is no exception to this phenomenon, with illegal crossing encounters surpassing 2 million for the first time, with one more month left in the fiscal year to go. But as the vice president said, the border is secure. So why do we keep talking about it? As much as Biden administration would like to make us believe there is nothing to see at the border, Other than cruel Republican politicians and tumbleweed, we are facing an untenable crisis down Mexico Way. Mexico Way. The longer we ignore it, the more dangerous it becomes. Before diving into the dangers that lurk down south, let's take a closer look at the numbers. Customs and Border Patrol, CBP, reported that last month there were 200,598 illegal immigrant encounters at the southern border. In other words, people are trying to cross the border illegally and coming into contact with U.S. officials. But, unfortunately, that's just the number they know of. There isn't a mechanism to capture the number of gotaways. Gotaways are those that, just as the name entails, got away clean over the border and into the interior of the country. Last month's numbers bring the total number of encounters of the fiscal year 2022 to an unthinkable 2,150,370 with one month to go. The last time we broke the record of encounters at the southern border was just the previous fiscal year when we surpassed 1.7 million. That's an increase of 450,000 more migrants or the equivalent of two months' worth of migrants that came in this year. There have been some months where the CBP has recorded 8,000 illegal immigrants in one day apprehended at the border. 
If that were to be a daily standard, that would mean each week 56,000 would be taken in at the border. So let's see here. In the 11 months of this fiscal year, we have had 2,150,370 encounters. So let's compare that to some other numbers. How about the population of Chicago? 2.7 million. The population of Houston? 2.3 million. Populations of Phoenix, Philadelphia, San Antonio, San Diego, Dallas, and San Jose? 1 million. Estimated amount of Russian troops deployed in Ukraine? 150,000. Another 300,000 to go, right? Total U.S. military troops to include reservists, 2.2 million. Total active duty Chinese military, 2.2 million. Total active duty Russian military, 1 million. Think of it this way. We have the equivalent of the city of Houston pouring into our southern border. The world condemned, and rightfully so, the invasion of Russia into Ukraine. We have 14 times the amount of people invading our southern border. Or to put it another way, the equivalent of the Chinese active duty military has bombarded the border. The number of people who have attempted to cross is greater than the total populations of 15 entire states. New Mexico, Nebraska, hey, here in Idaho, West Virginia, Hawaii, New Hampshire, Maine, Montana, Rhode Island, Delaware, South Dakota, North Dakota, Alaska, Vermont, and Wyoming. Did anyone vote for this? Do the American people get a say in it? Something to think about, folks. Las Vegas, Dem accused of murdering journalists, faces removal from job. A Las Vegas Democratic official charged with the stabbing death of a local journalist who was investigating him is facing removal from his elected position. If he did do it, then yeah, I would hope so. Local prosecutors filed a lawsuit Tuesday in civil court to have Robert Tellis booted from his role as Clark County Public Administrator, which handles the assets of people who die without wills. Since Tellis' arrest September 7th for the alleged murder of Las Vegas Review-Journal reporter Jeff German... He has been held without bail. Quote, Defendant Tellus has neglected to perform the official duties of the Clark County Public Administrator, according to the motion requesting that he be deprived of and removed from his office. End quote. Tellus, age 45, was elected January 1st, 2019, then lost the Democratic Party primary in June, after German wrote stories accusing Tellus of having an affair with a married underling and running a toxic work environment. German, aged 69, was working on follow-up reports when he was killed. Tellus shut off his cell phone September 2nd and then attacked German in his home before allegedly fleeing wearing an orange shirt and a wide-brimmed straw hat, according to police. At a prior court appearance, a judge described the killing as chilling and said German was fighting for his life in his final moments. If a judge does not strip Tellus of his position, he is entitled to continue raking in his $120,000 a year salary with another $50,000 in benefits until his term is up, December 31, 2022. The politician-turned-criminal defendant was assigned a court-appointed attorney Tuesday at his arraignment on one count of murder with use of a deadly weapon on a victim 60 years of age or older. He did not enter a plea. Clark County District Attorney Robert Wolfson said he would continue he would determine in the coming weeks whether Tellus will face the death penalty. Not so long ago, the American dream was alive and well. Employees who worked hard were rewarded, and employers who looked for people who would do the job, not for people who had the right political views. Redballoon.work is a job site designed to get us back to what made American businesses successful. Free speech, hard work, and having fun. If you are a free speech employer who wants to hire employees who focus on their work and not their identity politics, then post a job on Red Balloon. 
If you're an employee who's being censored at work or is being forced to comply with the current zeitgeist, post your resume on Red Balloon and look for a new job. Redballoon.work, the job site where free speech is still alive. Again, that's www.redballoon.work. All right, now it's time for my favorite topic, sports. Kyrie Irving rips Eric Adams' latest vaccine mandate decision. Of course, Eric Adams, the mayor of New York City. Nets star Kyrie Irving, who missed nearly two-thirds of last season due to his refusal to get a COVID-19 vaccine, ripped New York's latest vaccine mandate decision. After New York Mayor Eric Adams announced Tuesday that he's ending the private employer vaccine mandate but keeping it for city workers, Irving took to social media to label it a human rights violation of historic proportions. Quote, if I can work and be unvaccinated, then all of my brothers and sisters who are also unvaccinated should be able to do the same without being discriminated against, vilified, or fired, Irving wrote. This enforced vaccine slash pandemic is one of the biggest violations of human rights history, end quote. Good for you, Kyrie. You know, he does think the earth is flat, but I'm with him on this one. Some might suggest that this slight hyperbole, but New York's New York's COVID vaccine requirements have been arguably the strictest in the country. Irving's steadfast refusal to adhere to them saw him limited to just 29 games last regular season and only saw six home tilts at Barclays Center once the city loosened rules for unvaccinated athletes and entertainers in March. A city hall rep had no comment when asked by the Post about Irving's critique. This is the New York Post. Irving should be available for this upcoming season. That plus Ben Simmons, Nets debut, and the likes of Joe Harris returning from surgery should give Brooklyn a healthier roster. Quote, that's all that matters. That's all that matters, Irving said Sunday night on the Boys Night Out podcast. All the hypotheticals that come when nobody is healthy and when you're not 100%. Irving added that his vaccine stance was larger than the missed games. He continued, I played 29 games. I barely played home games. It wasn't a typical season I would have wanted. But things happen, Irving said. I had to stand on a whole bunch of bigger stuff than just that. Now Irving will continue to stand on his belief that the municipal workers should be free to be unvaccinated as the private sector employees now are. And here's a quote from Mayor Adams. Quote, Our our vaccinated workforce kept the city open and operating with over 300,000 employees. It was crucial to put it in place, and we're keeping it in place, Adams said while getting his booster at City Hall. Our vaccinated workers have carried out their jobs and stepped up when the city needed them the most, and we think it's imperative to send the right message and lead by example. So here, take this, you know, take this experimental drug. Mayor Adams added that 89% of New Yorkers, including children, have been vaccinated. As such, the vaccine requirements for New York City school children to play sports and other higher-risk extracurricular activities are also being dropped. The city was still encouraging vaccines and boosters. Quote, The rollout has been important and crucial, and because we've been so successful, it's time to move on to the next level of fortifying our city, Adams said. This puts the choice in the hands of New Yorkers, like it always should have been. No, he didn't say that. I added that. But it's imperative we're asking them to continue to encourage their employers, employees to get their vaccines and booster shots, end quote. When asked about the municipal mandate, which led over to over 1,500 city employees being terminated, Adams said no end date was imminent. Irving, who donated money out of his own pocket to help support WNBA players when the league was shut down due to COVID-19, had also said he planned to help the municipal workers who had lost their jobs. Good on you, Kyrie. Man, Kyrie, Aaron Rodgers, 
that they need to do a show together or something. This has been your Cross Politic Daily News Brief. If you like today's show, go ahead and click that share button down below. If you want to sign up for a club membership, sign up for a conference with that club discount, and then sign up for an FLF magazine. You can do all of that at fightlapfeast.com. And as always, if you want to email me a news story, ask about a conference, or sign on as corporate partner for Cross Politic, go ahead and email me right now at garrison at fightlapfeast.com. For Cross Politic News, I'm Garrison Hardy. Have a great day and more class.